Powered by Magic, where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common or not so common questions. Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sylvia. And we're coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. We invite you to conjure up a broom and ride with us. This week's episode is water, the waning moon, and some associated activities. Now, we apologize for the quality of the fifth episode. We had some technical difficulties and we're still figuring them out. So, how's the week going? Well, we've had a little longer than a week interspersed, so there's a lot that's been going on for me. Right. My daughter visited from Portland and she came down prior to my going to Atlanta. We had a great, fabulous time, did a barbecue with my son, and just wonderful time did Saturday market. Ooh. Yeah. The traffic was a nightmare because I think it was a holiday weekend at that point. Mm. And it was just horrid. It took us 40 minutes to go, I don't know, something like nine miles. It was insane. That's terrible. It really was. We did not plan that well. It was not intentional. Mm. After that, I did get a chance to go see my friend in Atlanta, which I had been preparing for. We've known each other 46 years. Oh, wow. Since second grade. I got to see her new home. I got to meet with her daughters again, who I hadn't seen in a while. She's got some new cats. We did manage to go to Savannah and get a ghost tour. Uh, Her daughter gave us a lovely ghost tour at night. Learned that in Savannah, when you walk over some of the uh, cobblestone sidewalks, they are little, like, I don't know, wavy or bumpy or whatever. And I learned that the reason for that is that the ground is sinking around the graves of people. So you're literally walking over the graves of people. Oh, creepy. Very creepy. Very creepy. It gave a whole new meaning to that sidewalk walk. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She and I did some kayaking, which was pretty kind of adventurous and hilarious. I told my friend all about it, told you all about it, but I won't go into the long story of this, but suffice it to say that I went kayaking with my friend in a lovely lake around her house with a centipede in the boat and I knew the centipede was in the boat. So the whole time I was thinking about a centipede in the boat. It eventually did rear its ugly head. I was sitting on the outside of the boat on the top and the outskirts of this (laughs) kayak trying to balance myself while also (laughs) grabbing at this very fast centipede which Somehow I managed to get, and I flung it overboard really fast. (laughs) And my friend is trying to get to me to rescue me, and she was having difficulty doing that. Then I asked her to look over the side of the boat to see if it had landed back on the boat, because I now am paranoid. Oh, boy. And she didn't see it anywhere, but I didn't trust that. So the whole way back, I'm rowing back with my knees crouched up against my chest, and just (laughs) squeezing myself into the smallest little space possible of this kayak. I paddled back. It was hilarious. If anybody got a video, it would have gone viral for sure. It was pretty darn funny. (laughs) That was one of our adventures. Then I did get a chance to do, I think I mentioned possibly the last time we spoke, that I was going to be doing a tarot reading for the first time in a long time. Oh. For real, if you will, for cash. Okay. I'm getting back into doing that, as you Uh know. I'm getting into some new styles. There's something called tarot coaching that I'm working on and learning. It's pretty Mm -hmm. exciting. The old client slash new client, if you will, 
was fabulous. It was a really great reading. Um, oh, cool. I'm feeling inspired. I'm looking forward to doing this on Zoom with people, maybe through email. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to get out there and do readings again for people, finding new ways to do readings for people. So that's something that's going to be up and coming. I don't know what the name of my... I don't know if it's business, reading, site, whatever. I don't know what that is yet, but I'm working it out and it'll come soon. Mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to say that I mentioned that my cat Ember was going to be going and staying with my son uh, while I was in Atlanta. Right. And, you know, it turned out good and it turned out bad all at once. Mm. She did amazingly well with Einstein, his kitty. Einstein's like 16 and he's still very young at heart. But he just kind of lollygagged up to her and looked at her and was like, oh, who are you? And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're approaching me. Oh, no, 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 no. She wasn't hissing, you know. She wasn't doing any of that. But she was definitely not liking the approach. Yeah. Apparently, she got a lot better about it. They hung out together. There's some pictures of her at the window. The bad part is is that when she had to be locked up at night, because that was necessary, she just meowed and meowed and meowed. Mm. Just was relentless, apparently. So they were not enjoying it. And mm. he, she is not invited back, as far as I'm aware. So oh, jeez. That's unfortunate. But it was a good experience for her. I was glad that it happened. I think it was good for them, because they were thinking about getting a kitten. I do believe that it showed how much work it is. Yeah. I think that was, all, all around, I think it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, 4th of July happened. Yes, it did. Did a barbecue. Nice. Yep. Had the family together, did a barbecue. It was really a beautiful day. Pretty hot, but it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. 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 It was a beautiful day. That's what's been going on with me. How about you? Well, let's see. I'll start with my 4th of July. I was with my sister, Katie, and we played video games all day. Sounds nice. Oh, it was a blast. We ended up searching around for treasures and different things. And I did laundry. So that was my fourth. (laughs) Okay, that doesn't sound so much fun. (laughs) No, but, you know, it had to be done. But that was my fourth. Otherwise, uh, I asked for time off to visit my dad on his birthday on the 26th. And as far as I know, that's a go. Oh, good. Yes been watching videos on YouTube about psychology and ADHD. Very interesting. I'm getting tested for ADHD in December. I still have some paperwork to fill out before that can happen, but that's a long way off. Yeah. Yeah. I've been not officially, I guess, tested. I don't know what that looks like, but the person that I see, my psychologist actually says that I am ADHD as well. We relate to each other quite well on this level. Yes. Anyway, didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. I spent time with a friend last week. And we went to a taco shop. We played games together. Had a fun time. Played Sea of Thieves with my brother. Sea of Thieves is a game where you play a pirate. And you sail ships. And you get treasure. And you fight skeletons. And it's just all around a lot of fun. You also end up fighting other other players as well sometimes, which can be a little nerve-wracking when you've got a lot of treasure in your hold. Oh, yeah. 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 
I, I don't do those games very well. I know you know this, but just for everybody out there, I'm not good at those games. I play the old-fashioned Farmville, and nowadays it's uh, Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's me. That's my pace, my speed. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, the only other thing that I've got going on is that I'm, I'm a GM for uh, Fate Core System, which is a tabletop RPG. And I'm creating a one-shot for a friend's niece and nephew. They're going to be playing as magic cats. They're going to be fighting the boogeyman. Oh, okay. I know that you know this and probably everybody else knows this, but would you mind telling me again what a one-shot is? A one-shot is just a game that is supposed to last for one session. So one... Usually a session is anywhere from two to four hours. Oh, okay. All right. So it's just one game and it's it's supposed to be all included. It's just one shot. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Other than that, not much. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun and not overloaded, but enough to do. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see family and play games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to do that. All right, well, do you have, completely switching off of now our little update about ourselves, do you have any particular water-oriented memories that, you know, stick out for you, which you might want to share since we're going to be covering water today? Ooh, when I was a kid, this is, you know, probably about 14 or so, 13, my dad would take me up gold panning in the, in the mountains. This one particular spot had this great little cliff that you could jump off of, and it had this about 20-foot deep pool underneath. It had rocks all over the place. I proceeded after a while to grab one of those rocks to weigh me down so that I could walk on the bottom oh. and just sit there and sit in the water in the quiet. I just loved it. Oh, wow. Just feeling the pressure of the water, the ambient noise and it was just it was magical wow wow that that sounds really amazing i have sat at the bottom of a pool for quite some time i don't know if i should tell the circumstances behind how i did that but i <laughs> i did do that it was really an amazing experience i can certainly relate to that experience yeah, it was very peaceful well how about you mine isn't maybe the happiest of memories but it's also it was what i remember I lived in Orlando, Florida for, oh gosh, I think 18 years total. Oh, wow. And my friend of 46 years now, we our families were really great about us getting together. Every other summer, we would go to each other's houses. And mm. on this particular summer, she had come to me. We went to a place called Wet and Wild, which is a waterfront park, as mm -hmm. it may sound. It didn't have like rides, but it had mm. all these neat slides and wave pool and, mm -hmm. you know, all the stuff that a little yeah. water place has. I don't know that that would be called little. We had, I guess we must have been dropped off at what we call the iDrive, International Drive in Orlando. Mm. We used to always call it iDrive. So I think we were dropped off kind of at the top of that and we must have walked down to the park, I'm guessing. Okay. I don't remember everything, but we had a fantastic day there did all sorts of great things. I should mention my friend is a redhead and apparently didn't put on enough sunscreen. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, and big, big oh no, because Ooh. afterwards she 
was so burned that we had to, you know, we were walking back up International Drive to get our ride, which I'm talking probably at least two, three blocks that we had to walk after having been in the sun all day. Mm-hmm. For several days after that, all you could hear from her was, ow, 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 sitting, walking, laying. I just, it was horrible. I mean, the day was so much fun, and yet, and it's kind of a funny memory in retrospect, because, you know, I can just hear her saying that, and it just was kind of humorous in the moment, at this moment, but... It was maybe not the best memory at the time. But, you know, when you have somebody uh, that you're friends with for that long, you have those kinds of memories. Yeah. She and I still kind of laugh about that to this day. Oh. Okay. That in mind, let's jump right on in. No pun intended here. And get the ball rolling with our god or goddess of the day. I don't remember which one you decided to do. So why don't you just get going on it and let us know. The god for today is going to be Poseidon. He is the god of seas, horses, and earthquakes. He looks like a bearded man with piercing eyes, often with a trident. His duties is to watch over the seas, sailors, and many port cities. His lineage, second son of Titans Cronus and Rhea, he's the husband to Amphitrite, who is a sea nymph, but he, like Zeus, pursued others. <laughs> uh, had a great number of children, including Orion and Pegasus. The story I'm going to share with you today is one of Poseidon and Athena. Poseidon wanted Athens as one of his cities, so he challenged Athena for it, because Athena at that time was the primary goddess of the city. Okay. And he was jealous. Of course. Yes. There was declared a contest between Athena and Poseidon for who should be the patron god or goddess of Athens. Poseidon struck a rock with his trident and a saltwater spring erupted from it in a temple. Athena planted an olive tree. The first king of Athens was the one that judged the contest. His name was, I think, Cecrops? It's C-E-C-R-O-P-S, so... I don't know. He decided on the tree because from the tree you can get wood, fruit, and oil. Athena was declared the patron goddess of the city again. In retaliation, Poseidon sent a huge flood. Of course he did, because what else would you do? Yeah, that's what Poseidon does. He gets irritated and angry and he does things. I think gods do that a lot. Right? Interesting facts... Or fact, Poseidon was the reason for Odysseus's long voyage home. In retaliation for blinding Poseidon's son, the one-eyed Cyclops, whose name I cannot remember right now. Mm-hmm. His symbols are horses, seawater, tridents, fish, dolphin, and bulls. Okay. Don't think I would have seen bulls. I know, right? That's That's an interesting one. Although, you know... Bullheaded, I can see that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what is it that led you to picking Poseidon for today's podcast? Well, picking a deity for this particular podcast was actually quite hard for me. It was a challenge. I went through a lot trying to find a male deity for water. 
finally settled on Poseidon because he fit what I was looking for. I'm still on the fence a little bit just because of his mercurial nature. I picked Poseidon because he fit what I was looking for. Okay. Fair enough. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate it when you do this for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping in line with our water energy, I picked the following poem. I love your poems. <laughs> Thanks. It's Going for Water by Robert Frost. The well was dry beside the door, and so we went with pail and can across the fields behind the house to seek the brook if it still ran. Not loth to have excuse to go, because the autumn eve was fair, though chill, because the fields were ours. And by the brook our woods were there. We ran as if to meet the moon, that slowly dawned behind the trees, the barren boughs without the leaves, without the birds, without the breeze. But once within the wood, we paused like gnomes that hid us from the moon, ready to run hiding new with laughter when she found us soon. Each layered on other a staying hand to listen ere we dared to look, and in a hush we joined to make, we heard, we knew we heard, the brook. A note, as from a single place, a slender tinkling fall that made now drops that floated on the pool like pearls, and now a silver blade. That's a perfect poem for this podcast. It's so evocative of all we've been talking about. Autumn, the moon, and water. Thank you for that, Tatiana. Sure. I got really lucky. As with you, it was hard to find a poem. And I really got lucky. Robert Frost is so, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's epic. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) You can't go wrong with him. Mm Mm-hmm. Continuing on that note, here's a water invocation from Tatiana. Okay. Here we go. Sacred Spirits of the West waters of the setting sun i call you here i ask you come bring your waters and soothe my soul from the womb until my end let your ebb and flow teach me so that i may comprehend that compassion be my given name till the day i know is done sparkling waters of the west i call you come Mm, as always goosebumps (laughs) Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Tatiana again. <laughs> here comes some correspondences that go with the element of water. Okay, folks, here we go again. Lots of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, may want to write it down. May want to write it down if you can, or just, you know, just listen. Water is the West and emotions. It rules emotions, feelings, love, intuition, the unconscious mind, the womb, and fertility. Time would be twilight, and the season is autumn. Colors are dark blue, blue-green, gray, and indigo. Places, the oceans, streams, rivers, lakes, and wells. Tools, the chalice and cauldron. Double-double toil and trouble is all I can think (laughs) of. I'm sorry, I had to do it. (laughs) Spirits are mermaids and undines. Sense would be taste. The jewel is aquamarine. Incense is myrrh. Plants would be ferns, lotuses, mosses, rushes, seaweeds, and water lilies. The tree is willow. 
my favorite tree. Yeah, it is so beautiful. I love it. Animals, dolphins, porpoises, fish, seals, seabirds, whales, all water creatures. Kind of obvious, but mm. yeah, those are the main ones you can go to for, you know, a first try and then yep. you can add to it however you like. Goddesses, Miriam Marie, which is Celtic, Anuket, which is e Egyptian, Fand, which is Irish, Otohime, which is Japanese, and Mama Kocha, which is Peruvian. The gods are Lear, which is Irish, Dylan, which is Celtic, Verococha, which is Incan, Hapi, which is Egyptian, and Kopan, which is Russian. I'm just going to say right here, I apologize if I have mispronounced any of that. I feel that if you know how to pronounce it and want to tell us, please do, because I'm always open to learning. That was my interpretation of what they were. The West Wind is Zephyrus. The Zodiacs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. The Tarot would be the Suit of Cups. Water is to dare. Now that we've covered some water associations, back to you, Sylvia, let's cover some moon associations. We're studying the waning moon this time, and associations for the waning moon is a time of closeness, but also a time to let go. It's the beauty of autumn leaves as they die and fall to the ground. The smell as they are crushed and decomposed. This is the time of the bittersweet goodbye of friends that won't see each other for a long time. It is also joy in shedding a bad relationship and the sorrow of losing a good one. It is time spent with family and feasts worth of food. The coming of winds and rain, of curling up inside under a blanket and reading or watching a movie with a loved one. The waning moon is associated with water the healing rest that water brings, and also the washing away of what's no longer needed. Soaking in a bathtub with Epsom salts would be restful and a hot shower to wash the dirt and cares of the day away. The animals associated with the waning moon are the raven, snake, reptiles, and dragons. The colors are royal blue, black, deep violet, and darker jewel tones. A time associated with this energy is sunset. Sunset is also a time of letting go and beginning to rest. Hecate is a goddess of magic and crossroads. If you feel your magic is turning a new corner, it may be that to her that you seek help. Morrigan is a goddess of war and sovereignty. She may be the one to petition if you need to take a brave action. Lou, a god I would call on in times of harvest to make sure the harvest whatever you may be harvesting, is full and good. Turn to Poseidon to wash away your tempestuous feelings and let them wash away to sea. Mabon and Samhain are the Wiccan holidays associated with the waning moon. Mabon is sort of the Wiccan Thanksgiving. We give thanks for the harvest and good things that have come to us and prepare for the lean times ahead. Samhain is a holiday that celebrates those that have died as well as the new year to come. The waning moon is a time for letting go, banishing, getting rid of things that no longer serve, and getting ready for challenging times. Samhain is also known for the thinning of the veil when mm -hmm. you can say goodbye to your ancestors or people who have passed in the last year. 
Mm-hmm. It's just one one activity you can do at Samhain. Talking about activities. Aha. I'm going to give you some activities. Maybe they can be helpful to you. Uh, the first one I decided on is scrying. It's intention is to seek the shadow self and receive a message of enlightenment. That's the shadow self being the side of you that keeps things hidden from yourself and from others, the sides that you don't want to look at and might Mm -hmm. not be so pretty. What you're going to need is a large clear glass bowl, a mirror at least as large as the bottom of that bowl, and essential oil such as peppermint, eucalyptus, tea tree, or sage. You just want to choose one of those. A bath towel, boiling or steaming hot water, and a journal with a pen and pencil. You would begin by preparing your water. While that's getting prepared, you will find a quiet space to do your scrying. It should be as close to silent as possible. Do not light any incense because you want to be in tune with the oil smell itself and not some other smells around you. So mm, just, okay. just no incense in that one. Place your bowl on top of the mirror and when the water is hot enough to produce some steam, you would pour it into the bowl, adding three drops of the oil you chose. Next, you're going to put your face over the bowl with a towel or cloth covering your head and the bowl, at which point you will say, may the shadows of my soul let my secrets unfold, and you will do this three times. So I gotta ask, what's the significance of three here? In this case, I chose three as representing the past self, Where did the shadow come from? Where did it originate? So in the past, the present self, which is how is it presenting itself now? How is it affecting you right now? Mm. And the future self, which is how is it affecting your future? Is it getting in the way? Is it helpful? Are parts of it helpful? Are parts of it not helpful? What can you get rid of? How can you change it? Et cetera, et cetera. Okay, cool. Then you focus your eyes on the mirror, blinking as little as possible, allowing the energies to rise before your eyes. Don't try to make sense of them. Don't dismiss anything. Allow things to unfold. When you feel you're ready or nothing further comes to you, you can uncover and lift your head from the bowl. Immediately start journaling anything down that comes to you or that came to you. Images, sounds, visions, words, anything. Even if they seem silly or mundane or don't make any sense, write them down anyway. If the images have any significance for you, write down in what way they're significant. If there were symbols, you might want to go ahead and research and any corresponding meanings that go with them. You can see then what your shadow self had to share and is encouraging you to bring to the light. This can often be something you need to work on in your life or that you're not comfortable with or that isn't pretty. This activity is meant for you to have a place to start working with it and to transform it into something that you can use instead of something that is working against you. Mm-hmm. Shadow work is something I feel find deeply fulfilling. The caveat being that shadow work is, like you said, very challenging because it shows parts of ourselves that we'd like to ignore or pretend that don't exist. Right, we don't want to admit to, Mm -hmm. yeah. The second activity is releasing negative energies. It's a bath and it has Epsom salts, half a cup, six drops of the following, 
tea tree essential oil, which is cleansing, lemon essential oil, which is invigorating. You want to go ahead and test a few drops on your skin like 24 hours beforehand before you go doing this just to make sure you're not allergic to it or you don't have any bad reaction to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah, so just make sure you test it first. Remember that it's going to be strongly diluted, but nevertheless, try and test it out. Yeah. Then you're going to have candles, as many as you like, that are safe. You're going to have some incense in this case. I recommend sage or frankincense. You'll want to have a vessel to burn sage in and something for the incense as well. I do recommend meditational music if you'd like, and you will need a set of clothes or night clothes. You're going to begin by drawing a bath, adding the Epsom salts as you do this. Be sure to stir the salt in until it dissolves. Start by lighting all of the candles and playing the music if you have some, and saging the space that you're in. Once this is done, undress and sage each item of clothing that you are wearing. Then do anything that you've brought in with you as well, so the clothes that you'll wear afterwards, you're going to have you're going to want to sage those as well. Then you're going to sage yourself, beginning at the top of your head, the crown chakra. Now I'll just interject a moment if I can. Okay. The crown chakra is located just above the crown of your head and connects you to the spiritual realm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to spiral it down from your crown chakra around your body, paying special attention to the top of your head, the palms of your hands, and the bottoms of your feet. As you do this, you're going to visualize cleansing away any negative energy of the day. Next, take the oils and stir them into the bath, six drops each. So I have to ask, what's what six drops mean here? Okay, well, it's kind of silly in a way, but... It, the importance is to address your physical, mental, and spiritual, getting rid of negativity on all levels. The reason I said six instead of just three for each is so that you can really get the aroma from it. If you just put three in of each, you may not get that. So it's optional. Okay. Then step into the bath saying, may the waters of the mother cleanse me and return me to the innocence of her womb. Soak there as long as you like while releasing negative thoughts, physical pains, and emotions. Let the mother take them from you. Try to stay in the bath until you feel the pull of that negativity releasing. When ready, drain the tub, watching all that you released be washed away. Step out of the bath, thanking the mother for her nurturing energy, and then blow out any lit candles and dress yourself. That sounds lovely. Now, for those of you that are like me and only have a shower, we have an alternate option here. Instead of putting the drops of oil in the tub, grab a large bowl or whatever works. Put in the oil, a one quarter cup of Epsom salts and a wash rag. Wash yourself with the mixture and visualize all the negativity going down the drain as you shower. Everything else should be done as described by Tatiana. I like that you caught that and added that in. We talked about this prior and uh, we realized that, well, not everybody has a bathtub. What do you do? What's, what, what do you do as the backup plan? And basically you just get creative. So remember that in anything that we tell you, if you don't have everything we tell you, you can get creative. You can mm-hmm. look up online. There's goodness knows so much information online, but yes. we hope that we've offered you enough uh, to work with. Today's tarot for our podcast was the four of cups 
focusing on what you don't have and being blind to what is coming your way, wallowing in self-pity and what is perceived to be missing and not being satisfied with what one has. Emotional indifference. A way to look at this would be to release desire for what you don't have and be content with what you do have. To look around and take stock of the things you haven't noticed and have been there waiting to be noticed. Take a look at your emotions. Ask why are you feeling empty amongst all that you have? How do you fill yourself with joy? What are the blessings that you've taken for granted? Why are you looking at what you have with indifference? Take pause count your blessings, and release the emptiness. Join us next episode, where we talk further about the moon and whatever else floats our boat. Please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you found us. I'm Tatiana saying goodbye for now. And I'm Sylvia saying so long and thank you for writing with us. This has been Powered Powered by by Magic. Magic. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.